This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We know in this week's parsha that Avraham Avinu was very makbid that Eliezer shouldn't take a wife for his son Yitzchak from the girls of Canaan. So he makes him swear that he's not going to take a woman from the Benoit's Canaan. So the Meshachachim asks a very basic question. Asks the Meshachachim, I have a much simpler solution to the problem. Why doesn't Avram just tell Yitzchak, I'm your father, you have to listen to whatever I say, and I forbid you to marry a girl from B'nai's Kran? Yitzchak, at the end of the day, was the one who makes the Kedushin. So if Yitzchak was told by his father, I forbid you under the rules of Kibar Aim, you have to listen to me. So why didn't Avram put his foot down and say, Yitzchak, I'm forbidding you from marrying a girl from B'nai's Kran? So the Meshachachim answers to this kash, he says, you see from this week's parasha, a raya to Ramah in Yeridea. The Ramah writes, in Nechus Kibarov Eim, it's in Reish Mem, Siv the last Ramah over there. The Ramah says, if a child wants to get married to a certain person, and his parents say, no, you can't marry this person. And the parents say, you have to listen to me, I'm your parents. So the Ramah says, you do not have to listen to your parents, you may marry whoever you want. You're not mechuyiv, I'll keep it off aim to listen to your parents when it's against the shidduch that you want. So says the Meshachachma, the rise from this week's parsha, Because the Ramavinu had no power, authoritative power to tell Yitzchak who and who he cannot marry. So writes the Meshachachma. Now let's go back a step. Where did the Ramah get this from? We'll get to that, we'll get to that. But the question is from a halachic standpoint. So where did the Ramah get this halacha from? So the Ramah quotes... Now that's how you know Kedusha needs consent. But here we're going the other way. Here we're saying that you're telling the son he can't choose any wife he wants. I'll keep it of aim. Shalos Naros, how do you know you can't take a woman against her will? But uh, the Ramah quotes a Marik. Who was the, uh, the Marik? Marik was Yosef Cologne. Yosef Cologne was one of the great Italian Rishonim, 15th century. So he writes in a tshuva, in a, it's, it's called a Shavish, he writes that three reasons why a parent can't force a child to break a shidduch if the parent doesn't like the prospective uh, in-law. He gives three svaras. First svara is, is because the Gemara in Kedushin has a question, keep it av mishal av mishal ben. Let's say, for example, someone's father calls him up and says, I want, you to, I want lunch today, so go get me lunch. So the son says, good, pay for lunch. Give me your credit card, I'll get you lunch. That's if you hold Michel Ab. If it's Mich- if it's Michel Ben, it means you have to pay for the for lunch and bring it to your father. We pass in Kibarov is Michel Ab, which means the father has to pay if he wants his son to get him lunch. So says the Marik, one second. If I'm not Mukhoyev to spend money on Kibarov Aim, it doesn't make sense that I should ruin my life because of Kibarov Aim. I'm gonna I'm not gonna get to marry the person I want because of my father's wishes. I don't have to spend five dollars to get him a slice of pizza and french fries and a soda, but he has the right to destroy my life forever. So says Marik, it doesn't make any sense. Then the Marik says another svara. His second svara is that um, the Gemara says that you're not allowed to marry a woman until you see her because you might not like her. You won't like her. And the Torah says, So says the Marik, So what do your parents want you to do? Marry a woman you don't like. You want to marry girl one. And they say, No, marry someone else. I don't like that girl. I don't like her. I don't want to marry her. So how can your parents tell you to do something which is us? And the third reason is very negeah haloch the third reason that my Rick says is that Kibar Aim is misused by parents. Parents think they're dictators. You have to do whatever I say. That's not Kibar Aim. Says the Marik, based on really Taisvis and earlier Rishayinim, Rajba, Ramban, and Yavam, Zafav. Kibar Aim means that if, your parents, if a parent asks his child, get me something, do something for me, you have to listen. But if a parent stops and wants to be a dictator and says, you can't walk down Main Street. 
because I want to show how powerful I am that you have to listen to everything I say. There's no such halach, you have to listen to your parents. So says the, Vilna, says the Marik, you only have to listen to your parents when they're telling you something that benefits them. Get me something, do for me. What do you care who I marry? What does that have to do with you? I'm going to move away, it's not going to be your business, and I'll live uh, happily ever after. So says the Marik, for these three reasons, halach lamais, the parents have no right to mishirayin and their children shidochim, and therefore says the Meshachachim, well, that's why Avram Avinu couldn't get involved in Yitzchak's personal shidduch life. Okay. Now, the last svar that we just mentioned from Marik needs to be clear, clarified a little bit because it's a big, big shayla. How far does Kibbutz Avayim go? How much can parents control their children's life? Parents say, you can't go to this yeshiva. You can't go to this college. You can't go on vacation. You can't do Is that true? Everything your parents say you can't do, you have to listen just because my parents say so? What do parents always tell the children? Listen because I said so. That's a classical, I do it all the time. That's a classical parental response. But is that a halachic response? Yeah, if you gain something out of it. Let's say a kid decides he wants to learn in a certain yeshiva. The parents say, no, I want you to learn in this yeshiva. What does that have to do with you where I go to learn? So if there's something that the parents have to gain or lose, maybe we'll talk about it. But if it's just time I want to flex my muscles of control, then says the Marik, there is no such khir. The place can talk about interesting shaylas, which today are not so negay. Let's say, for example, a parent forbids his kid to smoke. Which any parent should forget, forbid their child to smoke, because it's dangerous. So some parents can say, well, it depends if they smoke in front of the parents, not in front of the parents. Today, the parent can claim his posture. I'm worried you're going to die. I'm worried about you. Parents say, you're not allowed to drink coffee. Let's say parents forbid their children from drinking coffee. Well, studies show coffee's no good, he and her. So that's the whole discussion in the place. But I want to talk about for a second, what about the flip side of the equation, which for some reason pops up much more in the Achreinim. Rebel Yashiv, the Tzitzeliezer, and Shulavans all discuss the same Shiloh. What happens if it's a girl who wants to get married and her parents are fighting her? They all talk about the same child. There's a girl, I don't know why, but the magical number is 20 in Eretz Yisrael. A 20-year-old girl who wants to get married, her parents say, no, you're too young. And she tells her parents, but I want to get married. So I told my Talmud Yeshiva today, I said, this whole child is not a game as manazeh. Because if your parents aren't on board, who exactly is paying for your chasana? Just curious. Right? You're going to get married against your parents' will. Your parents say, I don't want you marrying this girl. But you're going to listen. So what, what is, where are you going to get married? In the backyard? You're going to elope? Exactly what are you going to do today? Today you need your parents' financial help to push and make the chasana. But let's say you don't care. You'll do it. You'll, you'll survive. You'll figure it out. So the Rabbi Yashiv has a shayla. Let's say you have a girl. Can the girl also tell her parents, I want to marry who I want to? Right? The girl brings home a boy and the parents say, no, pasnish for my, for my daughter. You can't marry this guy. The, boy, the girl says, what do you mean? I want to marry him. Leave me alone. So Rabbi Yashiv says, let's work it out. He says, the first reason of the marik, Abakibarav, Mishalav, Mishalben, that's the same thing for a woman. The third reason that you can't control my life is applicable by a girl. The question is the middle reason. What's the middle reason? The middle reason is that I have a mitzvah to get married, and the mitzvah to get married, you're supposed to marry someone you like, and you can't tell me to marry someone I don't like. Does a girl even have a mitzvah to get married? Pashtas not. Pashtas is no mitzvah for a girl to get married. So, Tainer Rabbi Yashiv, what do you do with the second reason? So, Rabbi Yashiv says, no. Even though women don't have a mitzvah of they have a mitzvah of the Shevis Yitzar. Taisus quotes this in quite a few places in Shas. That even if women don't have a mitzvah that Puruvu, and therefore they don't have a mitzvah to get married, they at least have a mitzvah of the Shevis Yitzar. So, says Rabbi Yashiv, the third reason applies to women also. A Shmuel Vazna has a similar tshuva, and he just says, ah, the whole thing is not a gay. Because the real reason of the Marik was the last reason. The real reason why the Marik said parents can't get involved in the children's shidduchim is the last reason. What was the last reason? You can't get involved in things that don't pertain to you. My personal life is my business, not your business. And therefore, says Rabbi Shmuel it's the same thing. The Tzitzli Ezra has the same tshuva. And he also goes with the same shtickle tari. He says, what do you mean? Girls should marry guys they don't like? The Gemara says, you're not supposed to marry someone until you see them because of a hafta rachah So the girl should marry a guy she doesn't like because her parents force her. That doesn't make any sense. Even if it's not a mitzvah, but still will be a breach of a hafta rachah So all these achreinim are all on the same page, that parents cannot tell their children who and who they cannot marry. Except there's one, one important 
thing to talk about. There's a tshuva from the Nitziv in Meshav Dover. <clears throat> the Nitziv in Meshav Dover, comes up with the following Chiddush. He says, when is parents not allowed to get involved in their children's business? That's when it doesn't affect the parents. But if, let's say, your child getting married to someone you don't like will be a bazillion on the family, it will look ill on the family, it will insult, embarrass the family, says the Nitziv, then the parents have the right. Why? Because the Nitziv is working off the last reason of the Marik. The last reason of the Marik is why can't you get involved in your children's Shadduchim? Because it's none of your business. But it is my business. Because if my daughter or my son marries this person, it's going to reflect negatively on me. Oh, you allowed your child to marry such a Mishpacha? It reflects me. It makes me look bad. So therefore says the Nitziv, in any of the cases where it's going to cause backlash to the parents, then the parents do have a right to fight the Shadduch. So writes the Nitziv, and Rebbe Yashiv Paskins like this Nitziv. And because of this, Rebbe Steinman writes, he says it's Kemat never negate to use this Ramal Halacha. Because almost always when the parents are fighting the Shidduch, it's because it's going to make the parents look bad. Therefore, says Rebbe Steinman, it's very, very hard to find a situation where you can even use this Ramal Halacha Lemais. Now, there's only one problem. If you looked up the Chuvitz Marik, which I did, the Marik is talking about a fascinating case. He's talking about a case where a father forbids his son to marry a woman. But the woman in the story was a woman that they were choshed, that when she was in Asia, she was Mizana. Now that's pretty embarrassing to have your son marry such a girl. And yet the Marik says, the father cannot tell the son he can't marry her. So how could the Nitzv say that according to the Marik? If it's because of Bizarin to the family, you have to listen to the father. If the case of the Marik, Lukhair was Bizarin. So you're going to have to say that that taka didn't cause Bizarin to the family. The fact that this girl was suspected to be Mizana doesn't cause Bizarin to the family. But if the Mechutin was, you know, was, was you know, cheated on his taxes and was arrested, that maybe is Bizarin on the family. That's what you're going to have to answer for the Marik and the Nitzv. At the end of the day, there's still one major kasha that we're going to have. Next week's parsha. What happens in next week's parsha? At the end of next week's parsha, Yitzchak tells Yaakov, I'm you not to take a girl from B'nai's Kanan. What happened? I thought you're not allowed to tell your children who they're allowed to marry. So the Taritimimah in next week's parsha asked this kasha. Taritimimah said, I don't understand. Didn't we learn that you have no right to tell your children who they can't marry? So who gave Yitzchak the right to tell Yaakov who he's allowed to marry? So Lechari, you can give a simple answer. You could answer, and this is similar to what the Tertimim answers. Tertimim says, no. Once it became a thing that this family doesn't marry girls from Canaan, then it's already bizarre on the family. It's going gonna, it's gonna to reflect ill on the family if you're going to marry from these types of girls. However, there's a Sefer Hasidim. The Sefer Hasidim says, if the parents tell the son or daughter, I don't want you marrying this person because they're going to be bad for you. They're not the right shidduch for you. They're going to be ill, they're going to affect you negatively. Then the parents have such a power. Very important Sefer Hasidim. The Sefer Hasidim says if, you, if the parent tells the child, I don't want you marrying her, not because I don't like her, but because she's going to bring you down spiritually. She's not going to, she's not going to push you to go to shul and she's not going to push you to daven. So then you talk, have to listen to the parents. So that's a very relevant halacha lemaisa. Now, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman and Rabbi Shmuel Vazar both said that any time they were ever involved in such a shayla, where the kids wanted to get married and the parents said not, he would never allow such a shayla to go through. He always tried to make peace between both sides. He said, it's not a good idea to get into a shidduch knowing that the mother-in-law, the father-in-law, someone's not happy with someone else. So he, whenever he was involved, even though Halach Lama'isa, the Ramah says what he says, he always tried to make peace b'shvil hashal. They say, they say the Chafetz Chaim got married when he was 17. His wife was 26. Who was his wife? His wife was his mother, his, his mother died, his mother remarried after his father died when the, when the Chafetz Chaim was very young. He got, his, his mother remarried to a man. That man's daughter was who the Chavetz Chaim married. Why would the Chavetz Chaim marry a girl 11 year, uh, 9 years older than him? So the story goes that the man told the Chavetz Chaim's mother, I really would like your son, the Chavetz Chaim, to marry my daughter. So the Chavetz Chaim's mother told the Chavetz Chaim, I want you to marry your stepsister. And the Chavetz Chaim really didn't want to. 
You know, he was 17, she was 26. His mother said, no, no, yeah, I, I really want you to do this. This is because my husband's really pushing me to push you to marry this girl. So the Chavaz Chaim said, if you're pushing me, I'll do it. Which is the chair against what we're saying now. Parents can't tell you who to marry. But they say the Chavaz Chaim, I don't know, this is true. The Chavaz Chaim's wife was significantly older than him. And it was Taka, his stepsister from his uh, stepfather. That's what they say in the story. I don't know. So he didn't follow the Ramah. But then I saw an interesting tshuva from one of the contemporary Rechreinim. From Rabbi Harfinis. He's a Satmer Chaz. Big Tom Chacham. He says, What happens if parents tell their kids not who they can't marry, but they tell the parents who they can even date? He's talk, he talks about a Shiloh where a boy wanted to date girls from out of town. And the parents said, I forbid you to date any girls from out of town. I don't want you moving out of town. You can't date girls from out of town. Can the parents have that type of power? So he says, Maybe yeah. Because the only time the parents have no power, that's when you already met the girl. You already like the girl, you want to marry the girl. And now the parents are telling you who you can and can't marry. But who you can and can't date, that's like a step removed. So he wants to say, it might depend on why the parents want you to stay close. If the parents want you to stay close, you can help them around so that that's keep it of aim. That's what to gain. But if your parents are afraid that if you move out of town, you're going to go to another community that's not so religious, and you won't be so from, so that's like the Sefer HaChassidim. So he has a whole discussion, Halach Lamaites, so whether or not the parents can tell kids who they can and can't date. This happens all the time. Parents tell their kids who they can and can't date. I'm not saying it's a good idea or not a good idea, but Halach Lamaites, I think it's very questionable. I think it's like this case in the Ramon Shulchan Aruch, that the Ramon says the parents cannot get involved in their children's uh, personal life unless they think it's detrimental for the child. Again, every parent thinks it's detrimental. They have to be honest. That's why they should ask someone else. Halach is not that they cannot be better. Involved, but the child doesn't have to listen. Right, right. It's That's the difference. It means if my parents... They can get involved. It's <coughs> not an avera. No, it means I don't have to listen to them. The if a parent says, you can't date this boy, I'll say, I do what I want. I don't have to listen to you. Good. Good. Right. You That's what it means. Get out of my will. Fine. That's a separate conversation. That's a separate conversation. If you have no money, you can't do anything. Okay. That's what comes out from this week's partial. No, I said in the beginning. Listen. Right, you don't have to listen. Meaning nothing binds you to listen to what they have to say. Obviously, if they're giving you a car and a cell phone and they cut you off, you have nothing to talk about. Okay, that's what comes out from this week's partial. Amen. Mm-hmm.